Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do I look like a web designer over here? I don't. But with Weebly.com, I was easily able to make a beautiful and fully functional website. Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own businesses and dream to be their own boss. Again, you don't need to be a web designer or know how to code to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store. If I can do it, you can too. Trust me. I was very impressed with the wide variety of professionally designed mobile themes to choose from. Then you simply drag and drop to quickly build and publish your site. It's easy. And you can truly customize, update, and change your site anytime you want on any device. All right? Join over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started for free today at Weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com slash Michael. Weebly.com slash Michael. You can check out the website I designed by myself at www.imrapport.weebly.com. Welcome back to Happy Hour with Michael Rappaport. It's Tune In Studios at South by Southwest. All right, this is Michael Rappaport. I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the hut. I'm in the hut here. Happy hour with Michael Rappaport live. From South by Southwest Studios with G Monetti. Yes. G Moody. Yes. And special guest here, the Hawk, LaTroy Hawkins. Have you ever met another guy named LaTroy? No, I haven't. I like that Not name. At all. Not at all. That's a Not nice name, LaTroy. My mom wanted to name me Miyaki Dupree, but my aunt was like, no, 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 we're not going there. <laughs> they good. Mill who? Miyaki Dupree. Man. <laughs> I never heard of that. Yeah. LaTroy <laughs> is nice. It's original and strong. I like that. So, LaTroy Hawkins played 20. You played 21 years? 25 years in professional baseball. Damn. 21 in the, in the major leagues. You played 25 21? years. Prof- you, look like you're, like you look like you're 32. 
Well, you know what they say. Good black don't crack. Black right? don't crack. Yeah, but it's, there's, there's, there's limits to it. I mean, you, G. Moody's black is crack as shit. No, I mean, no. no. Just playing. No. How old are you, man? 43. 43? So you played 25 years. So, you, so how does that work? You were playing when you were 18, professional baseball? I got drafted out of high school in 91. Played four years in the minor league and 21 seasons in the big leagues. Wow. 21 years in professional baseball. That's something, Damn. man. That's a feat. That's incredible, man. I mean, that's like that's like a dream come true, right? Baseball, we have longevity. You know, football right. and basketball are a little different, but baseball, there's some longevity to it. Why do you think that is? Because it's not as physically taxing? It's definitely not physically taxing. Like, uh, you're running in a car collision every time you're, you're on the field. In basketball, you're running, jumping. In baseball, you know, you're throwing, you're fielding the ball, hitting the baseball, things like that. So, And we play a lot more, and it's not as strenuous on our body. You know, it's don't a lot you, easier for us. Don't you think that some of the some of the athletes, quote unquote athletes in baseball, aren't really athletes? I mean, of course you can hit a ball, but like when the average fan looks at baseball players, they, wow, you know I can you know I can do what Dustin Pedroia does. Right, you know, he's only five foot eight. You right, know, I can do what I can do what Prince Fielder does. You know, right. You know, look at Prince; he's a big old short guy. When you look at a football player or a basketball player, you're like, well, I know I can't run the court like a gazelle at 16. Right. I know I can't run around and, you know, sack guys. And, and I think fans, we look more baseball players because we look like, you know, ordinary people. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got to get into this with you. Obviously, I'm sure you, I'm not the first person to ask you this. It's happened a few days ago. Adam LaRoche walked away from 13 and a half. He didn't need it. You don't need it now. You don't need it now. You're going to need it later. So what do you know about this story that hasn't already been reported? What do you think about this whole idea of kids being allowed to be a part of the, 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 the team? Is there a limit? What was your experience with it? You played 21 years in the Major League Baseball. You played for like 96 teams, right? How many teams did you play for? 96 or 97? 98. 98 teams. 98. So what did you see about this this whole thing? I'm sure it's probably changed at different teams. What's your opinion on this? And give me the inside scoop on every team culture has baseball. their own their own rules about having people in the clubhouse. And most of the time, each team says that you have only gonna have your your closest family member, your son, father, brother. That's it. Cousins and everybody else is not allowed in the clubhouse. But with Colorado, you're able to have your family in the clubhouse until 4:30. Once the team went out to stretch. Everybody's out of the clubhouse. Can't come in the clubhouse until after the game. Okay. At no point in time in my 21 years that we have somebody that had a kid in the clubhouse every day. Right. My thing is, the kid has to go to school sometime. Right? Got to be able to read and write. Yeah. Got to be. But with that situation and with with the White Sox, I like to say that there had to be somebody in the clubhouse that complained. A player. A player that complained. Mm Mm-hmm that went to Ken Williams and made Ken Williams do what he did. Now, when LaRoche didn't walk away quietly, now you have a problem because now the players, he, Ken Williams can't throw the players under the bus, so right. he got to take the heat from the, from the media. Mm-hmm. But his initially, initial reaction wasn't that the kid couldn't come in the clubhouse. His right. initial reaction was, you know, let's scale it back a little bit. And LaRoche got upset about that mm-hmm. because he said during his negotiations with them the year before that that was part of his contract. A verbal contract that his son could stay in a clubhouse. I, I, well, where in America can you take your kid to school to work with you every day? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Every I agree. Day. My, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's, number one, we got to get Shorty. Uh, he's got to make sure he knows his basics, the reading and writing, the arithmetic. <laughs> yeah. 
Give Number two, I agree. Where where can you and and I don't think and I'm not disrespecting this this guy. I don't know him at all, and I, I'm a parent, and it's hard, and everybody has there is no there is no playbook for it. But I don't see how that's a beneficial lifestyle to like that. You let your son be around kids. Sometimes he shouldn't be in the like whose choice. Whose idea was that anyway to be in the baseball in the clubhouse every single day? Well, I can tell you, like, the, a baseball athlete's mindset is he wants his kid around him as much as possible because, obviously, you know, we're not home a lot. Right. We're not home a lot. So it's, he can have his son around as much as possible. But there's, I think there's a, a limit to it's too much. Right. And the people who complain, they threw the rock. And then they sat on their hands. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to say, oh, well, it was us who complained. Right. But now Kenny Williams has a job to do. And Kenny Williams, I know Kenny personally. Kenny ain't a joke. Mm-hmm. After LaRoche made a stink, he's like, all right, you want to be like that? He can't come to come up clubhouse at all now, but <laughs> I tried to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. And LaRoche took his kid, and, and now, now I feel like it's like he, he proved the point, but now his son... Now his son's going to be mad at his father because he's going to be like, now you got to go back to school and you ain't never going to be on a professional baseball field again, Shorty. Mm-hmm. So, 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 like, the whole thing, I think the whole thing got screwed up. It got screwed up, but I have to commend LaRoche because I always said if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And he still what he believed in, that his son should be in the clubhouse every day with him and didn't go his way. He walked away from $13 million. 13 and a half. Let's not, let's not forget that. The, the other f- 500000 You're right. Mm-hmm. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Now, I was told, and you tell me if this is true or not, on your voicemail, it says, if you're calling about money, hang up. What's, what's your voicemail say? <laughs> My voicemail says, you've reached LaTroy Hawkins. If you call to borrow money, hang up. If not, leave a number and a detailed message, and I'll get back to you. All right, so I don't have your number, but I'm saying, you played 21 years. Okay, I'm not going to call. I'm gonna, I just want 20 bucks. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I, next time I see you, if I, if I have it, if things are going my way, I'll give it to you. Hey, but Mike, check it out. Can I get 20 I'm bucks? I'm retired now. Bruh, I'm on a budget, bruh. No, I'm we're not bu- on a budget. On we a got budget. a pension, man. You got, you, you look at it. In baseball, I can't start drawing draw my pension until I'm 45. I'm 43. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to start drawing it when I get to be about 53, so I can probably get about 180 grand a year. All right, so, so I got to come see I got to come see in a few years. Yeah. All right. Now, let me ask you a question. We were talking earlier about basketball. Uh, we were talking about the comparisons of Steph Curry uh, and Michael Jordan. And what, first of all, what is your opinion about, uh, have you ever seen anything like this? I know you're a basketball fan. I know you're a college dude. Uh, you, lo- you love the, the tournament and all that stuff. But this Michael Jordan, uh, Steph Curry, you know, w- like, have you ever seen anything like what Steph Curry is doing this year and then the last few years? But, I mean, this year, it's like last year he was incredible, and he seemed to have gotten better this year. I don't think I've ever seen. No, I haven't. I mean, his shooting proficiency is off the charts. And I tell people, it's like, his dad could shoot the rock. Mm-hmm. Right. His dad could shoot the rock. His dad wasn't a star. But he was a six-man of the year a couple years, and he'd come off the bench, and he was instant offense. Right. But what he does, I mean, he makes the game look like a video game. I mean, that's, and I, I don't know if that comes from, you know, the hard work he puts in in the gym or just, you know, his, his creativity that he has out there. The shots that he makes, um, you know, nothing is, nothing is simple. Everything is, you know, he's twisting and turning, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's not the biggest guy, so he has to do something special to get his shot off, whether it's the quick release Quick release with the high art, mm-hmm. where he's falling, he's fading away. I mean, Left hand, right, right hand, hand, he can kill you in so many different ways. And but I always say, I always thought Allen Iverson, man, if he if he had a jump shot, 
If he didn't take a beating, yeah, but that like big he did, F, that big if is big. If he didn't take a beating, like they beat him to death. Yes. If they did stuff like that, I don't know if he would make it. The game now has changed just a little bit because you know everybody's so caught on scoring points. Nobody walk up to him and like I'm following you to the bathroom tonight, bro. You ain't gonna score. Nobody's not gonna put an elbow in his throat. We're like, okay, dude. Enough of that. But don't you they think they fading, fading. They But don't you Man. think they're trying to do it? I mean, it's like dudes, dudes are getting embarrassed. I mean, I no, saw. No, he got the rule now. He, he he's he's locked in on the Jordan rule now. You can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it now. No, no, no. He's locked in. Face of the league now. Oh yeah. But I've, I also NBA think, ain't gonna let that happen. Oh, I hear that. Ooh, yeah. Hey, listen, somebody will take a suspension. You see, Matt Barnes chased the guy into the uh, locker room the other night just for for I don't know what whole boy was doing. Matt Barnes is a couple sandwiches short of a picnic. Yeah. Okay? I agree. I don't know. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're picking the wrong guy to do that with. He's like, we it, already bout know it. he's about it, about it. Oh, yeah. he's about it. About it, about it. He's about it, about it. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, don't mess with his wife. His ex-wife. I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> yeah. I like Matt Barnes. And, and, and he's got the kind of eyes when you meet him. You go, oh, this, this guy's a little wacky. You can see it in his <laughs> eyes. Just... No, you see it when you're You can tell on TV, but when you meet him, you're like, I don't want no problems with him. Yeah. The dead stare. Yeah, the dead stare. The chest. He's got the Cheshire cat dead stare look. It's a very uncommon look. Kawhi Leonard very, has it. Yeah. Very unnerving. Yeah. Yes, very, very unnerving. unnerving. All right, but I brought up I brought up the Steph Curry thing because one of your many accomplishments besides 983 stri- strikeouts, you pitched to Michael Jordan. So talk to me about what that was like, where that happened, what that meant to you. What, what the, the lead-up to it was and the excitement. And, 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 you know, I mean, that's something you'll be able to tell your grandkids' grandkids when they're asking you for money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pitched against Michael Jordan in 1994, actually the year that he played baseball. He played in the Southern League. He was in Birmingham, and I was pitching with the Nashville Express. How old are Twins, you? Twins, double team. Oh, 21 at the time, maybe? Okay. 21. And I grew up right outside Chicago in Gary, Indiana, so I was a huge Jordan fan. And we were on a road trip to Birmingham to play against them, and I was out early running outside the, the stadium, and I hear this guy I see this guy bumping Sweet Sadie by R. Kelly when R. Kelly's CD came out. Yeah. And it was about 2.15, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be here tomorrow at the same time to get an autograph. And next day, like clockwork, he was there. I said, Mr. Jordan, can I get an autograph from him? He was like, no. I'm wow. like, whoa, 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 it's from my mom anyway, bro. It's okay. And he was like, no, nah, I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. So, we, you know, we played him probably about 10 times while I was in double A and got to know him, hung out with him in his house during the, the NBA finals, um, you know, talked trash to him, uh, picked him off first base, struck him out a couple times. Are uh, you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he knows you. He knows you. Oh, Jordan. He, yeah. he knows me. So, 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 but when you're up there, you're growing up a baseball, a basketball fan, and it's Michael Jordan. Everybody's a witch. Like, when he's standing in front of you, is there any part of you who's like, yo, I'm going to just, like, are you just like, are you like, I want to I I strike him out? Is there any compassion in you? There was no compassion, but my mom told, him, told me to let him get a hit. And I told him that. I said, my mom told me to throw you some fastball so you can get a hit. So I'm going to do, do that for you. He couldn't hit him, though. Wow. <laughs> he couldn't hit him. <laughs> he couldn't hit him. So what do you think, what do you think, like, if, if Michael Jordan had dedicated uh, his life to play? Without doubt, he would have been a big leaguer. Yeah. For sure. For sure, he would have been a big leaguer. He, had, he started off, people don't understand, he started off at double A, which is one of the hardest leagues to play in. Double A is for guys that have played in college or played four years already in professional baseball. So it's a harder jump. It's an easier jump to go from double A to the big leagues than from triple A to the big leagues. And he started off in double A, where we had been, been in professional ball three years already. Right. So we had a head, head start. 
He hit 202 maybe, and he started off terrible. So as the season went on, he got better. He learned better routes to the ball. He started, you know, hitting the ball and more, making more solid contact, um, stealing bases. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he was – I mean, his athleticism on a, baseball, on a basketball court transcended to baseball field. It did. And it helped him. But he didn't have enough time. Right. And, and I, mean, I think there was so much pressure and the eyeballs on him. I mean, obviously nobody in uh, – in, in minor league baseball is going to have that. I think he just did it just to get his, get away from baseball for a year. Because the day, the time I watched the NBA finals with him, I tell you what, I've been around, around a lot of guys, but not many like Jordan who talk trash. What, what, explain uh, explain talk that. Trash. Well, he was just saying, like, only reason they won in the championship because I'm not playing. I'm like, yeah, that could be true. But was he amped up? Like, he's like. He was excited about he's it. He's not he just talking with, casually. No, no. He's like, yeah, and using those. It's only winning because I ain't playing. That's all right. When I get back, I'm going to win three more. Like, oh, you, he said huh? three more? He said that. Who won the year he didn't play? It was Houston, right? Houston, Houston. won it. They won twice. Yeah. Right. And he said the only reason they won because he wasn't playing. And he's right. And he was dead serious. And it was me, a couple of my teammates, him, and Chris Chelios, and a couple of his teammates. And so, he, so, so in general, that time that you spent with him, he was cool. Like, he was like. The I, best. Really? The best. The best. He was, he was like, you know, grew up my idol. I was a huge Jordan fan. Still am. Right. I signed with the Yankees in 08, and I had to go there to take a physical. And I ended up having to spend a night uh, to take the physical again the next day. And the security guy that for the Yankees, he was walking past Barney's. I saw Jordan walking Barney. I was like, really? This was 14 years since the last time I seen him. So I walked into Barney's, and he was at the counter, and I'm waiting for him to turn around. I said, MJ. I said, what's up, man? He said, you remember me? He was like, Yeah. I remember you. I'm like, it's like Detroit Hawkins. I still watch baseball. And he started cursing. I'm like, really? I was like, I didn't. Died and went to heaven. That's cool. 14 years later, Michael Jordan remembered my name. That's cool. He he was cool. I love watching games and movies at home with my new kegerator while we podcast. We always have some fresh beer and wine on tap with my personal kegerator. The kegerator dispenses draft beer and keeps it chilled, turning your office, garage, game room, or man cave into a brewery or bar equivalent. It's affordable, high-end, looks great. Even the woman in your life won't object to it. Beer stays fresh for up to 90 days. That's three months. Dual tap so you can have two kinds of beers and drinks. You could use cold brew coffee, wine, and even cocktails. Dual taps, that's two sides of the kegerator. So a guy and the woman in his life can get what they want. Everybody's happy. So many sports events coming up, March Madness, baseball, NBA playoffs. It's not too late to get a kegerator delivered in a couple of days. Save 20% off my favorite kegerator, plus receive four premium pint glasses at kegerator.com. Free shipping. This is an incredible deal just for my listeners, but only if you use my code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Just go to kegerator.com. That's kegerator.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter the code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Don't wait, this is an amazing offer, and it'll only be for my listeners. Trust me, me and G Monetti are loving the kegerator, and you will too. Run through the roster of teams you played for in the Major League Baseball in Major League Baseball. Do you know them all off the top of your head? Break it. They all paid. They all paid. <laughs> they all paid, right? paid yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, Chicago Cubs. Oh, okay. San Francisco Giants. Okay. Baltimore. Okay. Ooh. Baltimore, then I got traded to the Rockies, Okay. then the Yankees, then I got traded to Houston, then I went to Milwaukee, then I went to um, Anaheim, and then I went to the Mets. You a Mets fan? Yankees. Yankees. Boo. 
uh, match. You played <laughs> then for I went both to, teams. I went played for both, and then I went to uh, Denver, Colorado again. Okay. And then I got traded at the break last year with Troy Tulowitzki okay. to Toronto. So I finished my my career in Toronto. Now, oh. playing for the Mets, playing for the Yankees, what's the difference? Is there a difference in the There game? is a difference. Okay, break By it far, down. you know, the difference, being, being a Yankee, it is, it, it's, it's a cult. You feel it. Right. When you're there on TV, you're not looking at MLB Network or ESPN, you're watching nothing but the Yes Network. So right. you're brainwashed, Yankee, everything. Uh-huh. Right. Being with the Yankees, we didn't hang out together. Everybody came to the ballpark and went home. The whole team. <laughs> Everybody did their own thing. Wow. The only What's guys that? hung out together was Jeter and Posada. Are you serious? Everybody else, I mean, it was, you went your own separate ways. Well, being on the med side, it was more like a family atmosphere because we all hung out together. Didn't have all the big stars that they had on the Yankee side, but it was a little bit more relaxed. And the fans were, fans were, were awesome also. But you can just tell the difference. I mean, you get to watch MLB Network, ESPN. You're not... Yes. Brainwashed with the Yes Network. Right. Wow, that's great. Everything crazy. is about the Yes Network. Yep. And, and what is it like playing on the same team? Uh, it, it, that he was still in his in his in his in his heyday with with a star uh, uh, as big as Derek Derek Jeter. Who, Jeter's the man. Jeter's the man. He's the man. And aside from Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> he's probably he's a top three stick man of all time. Yeah. Across across the board and, and outside of sports, Hollywood, and anything, just as as, as a coxman. Jeter's the guy. He's the guy. Like, did, like, no. When did you, did you, did you see? Did you feel that they're like that? Yeah. Was that around? Like, what were the groupies like with Derek Jeter around? Like, what did you the see? The Yankees was the only team that when we checked into a, a hotel, we went through the kitchen. Every other team I played with, when you check in a the hotel, they put tables out front. You walk through the front. With the Yankees. We went through the kitchen like every fellas. time. Like yeah. Every time we went through the kitchen, used the service elevators. The whole team. Because it was the whole team. It was like a, traveling with a rock band. It was, it was, it was something to get used to because wow. you know playing with other teams, it's not like that. But being in the Yankees, everything is the spotlight. Wow. The three security guards sitting down in the hotel lobby. You know, if you leave the hotel, you got to tell them where you're going. Wow. I mean, it was, it was like. It was like playing for Cuba, you know. Okay. They making sure you don't defect. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, all right. And all the teams you played for, who had the best private plane? Like, who had the best amenities as a team? We pretty much fly private Delta, but they just chartered a whole plane, so it's nothing special about right. the plane. Okay. But is it so? But who sits in first class? If the it, coaches and stuff sit in first class. Cheater sits in first class. No, Jeter. When it comes to stuff like that, you're sitting in the back with the rest of us. Okay. Slaps. But so you guys are all in like the regular part of adult. Yep, we sit in the coach. Jesus, I thought we you had a coach. good life, man. They used well, to say, like, 21 team... years of baseball a year. How tall are you? Well, I always got my own seat, my own chair. I always sat in, in, in exit row. And, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm just good. saying, though, Hawk. I mean, I, mean, I thought that they, you had you good living the good life over here. Hey, <laughs> it, was, it was good. Believe me, it was good. I believe you. I believe <laughs> you. Because on our planes, you can be on your computer. You can be on your cell phone. Right. You can be smoking a cigar. You can do anything you want when it's time to take off. <laughs> there are no rules. They'll let you smoke a cigar. You can smoke a cigar. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. Yes. Don't tell anybody. All right. So, so let me ask you a question. The, the culture of baseball. You just retired. You came into the league 21 years ago. 25. Mike, 25, 25 years. I say major league baseball. A quarter of a century. Okay. Quarter of a century. That's quarter of a century. beautiful, yeah. man. Word. There's been a lot of talk about, like, Goose Gossage the other oh, day. Oh, the goose. Go ahead. Break yeah, that down. Yeah, Goose Gossage. Goose. Complaining about how the new players 
you know, they don't respect the game. Uh, they're flipping the bats and, and stuff like that. So we wanted to ask, what are the unwritten rules? Is that a bad thing? Like, you're throwing it at me. You're throwing 100 miles an hour. I managed to hit it over the wall. I, I'm going to do the moonwalk to first base. And I hit it. Baseball isn't like football where you can be down by 40 runs and you score, I mean, 40 points and you score a touchdown and you do your little nene or whatever it is. <laughs> it's not like that. It's more of a, not a gentleman's game, but there's, there's a respect for your opponent. I'm good with changing other times. Right. I'm good with that. But my question is, where does it stop? Because if you're doing it to me and I do it to you and you might not, not like it as much, that's going to start a brawl. Right. Then you have guys getting hurt. Guys getting thrown at, guys fighting, getting hurt, and then you got all this money sitting on the on the on the disabled list. Right. right. So there's more to it. But you know, if you had a home run in the first inning, run the bases like you did it before. Right. Run the bases like you did it before. Right. Because what if you hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning, you walk off home run, celebrate. That is fine with me. You can do like Prince Fielder did a couple few years ago when he was with the with the with the uh, Brewers. Right. When they were standing at home like a bowling ball and he stepped on home play, everybody fell down. Yeah. If it's a walk off home run, right. do that. But in the first, second, third, act like you hit a home run before. Act like you got a base hit before. Do you think that do you think that guys are taking it too far now? I don't know what's taking it too yeah. far because if you Well like Bryce Harper's, you know, he he's like the spokesman. You know, uh, for it, you know, like he's got his hair slicked back and his tattoos and yada, yada, yada. And he's saying, you know, that the game itself is lack self-expression. And, they, you know, it, but I guess there's got to be a line to it. There, it it's has, you're right. There has to be a, a happy medium because, like I said, if you're celebrating and I don't like you celebrating or I'm celebrating, you don't like me celebrating. Where do we go from? There? There's a lot of testosterone up there. Right. On the field. Right. So we're going to be fighting because... Somebody's going to be really pissed off. Have right? you gotten a brawls? No, but I had to hit uh, Luke Scott in 08 because they drilled Jeter. Oh! And I had to hit Luke Scott. Oh, I got you have thrown to out hit of him. Oh, yeah. it's well, part of it. It's the part of it. Right. That's kind of like an unwritten rule. You yeah. hit our superstar, I'm going to hit somebody on your team. Right. And they, to let you know we didn't appreciate that. So when they hit somebody in baseball, like how many, how, is, is it the ball got away from you? What's the percentage of the ball got away from you or, like, you're a professional pitcher? Depends on the situation. Like, I mean, right. you know, you want to pitch in because if you don't pitch in inside, the guy's going to – they're going to dive all over the plate. And you're not, you're not going to be successful if you're letting the guy reach over, you know, lean over the plate and tee, up, tee off on your fastball. Right. right. So you have to control one side or the other. You control, you're going to control the inside of the plate or the outside of the plate. Okay. Well, as a pitcher, if I control the inside of the plate – that means you don't know when I'm coming in, so you're going to be hesitant to jump out there. Mm. But sometimes a lot of guys still dive out there on a fastball in, and they get hurt. They right. get hit. It's just part of it. Uh-huh. But, you know, they would say, well, don't go head hunting. I mean, hey, sometimes the ball gets away from you. But right. nine times out of, t- out of ten, guys are not hitting guys on purpose. Not, they're not. They're right. not. No. And, like, when you see, no. like, this, these balls coming, like, near people's heads, like, I can't imagine. I mean, Roger Clemens, though, he was a – he was a – even when he played for the Yankees, I didn't like it. I, I, well, I'm, I'm a pitcher, so I, I would tell you this. The hitter has on a helmet for a reason. Yeah, but those helmets, they sell them at Target. I mean, they have to <laughs> That's not them. true. What we wear in the big leagues, they don't get at Target. <laughs> those are those. <laughs> but, when, so, but if you wanted to throw it at a guy's head, a professional pitcher, you have that ability, that skill set to get in that area, right? If you can hit the, a moving target, you one bad brother. <laughs> right. You got to be able to hit a moving target. Right. Yeah. And I, I – even that day, I, I, I didn't even hit Luke Scott that day. 
the first time up, they wanted me to hit the first guy. It was Nick Markakis. I played with him two years before. I was like, I'm not hitting Mark- Nick Markakis. Are you actually having this conversation or in your head you're just... Well, I told Giraldi that I wasn't going to... You know, I told him. I was like, but what about you hit him in the dumper? You hit him in the, you hit him in the ass with the wait, ball. Wait, wait, wait. Drill him in I'm the dumper. With this. And then I'm like, okay, well, Kevin Millar was up next. And Kevin was one of my good friends. Well, I didn't know Luke Scott was like, okay, if I get these first two guys out, I'm going to hit Luke. Well, he knew he was going to get hit, so he's up there like this. Wow. Right. So when I throw the ball right here, he's like, so he made me miss. So the next one I had to throw, like, right up in here wow. so he wouldn't move. And it threw me out of the game. It was cool. A bat flip will get you thrown at? It could. It could. Depending wow. on how you do it. It depends on how, how you, you do it. it. I mean, when you do it, who but, you do but it But the to? thing is, who you do it to, what, what time of the game. That type of stuff never bothered me. Right. Right. Because I had a lot of respect. So you didn't want to do that. Because when I struck you out, I act like I did it before. Right. When you got a hit off me, it was okay. I was in Twins camp last, uh, two weeks ago, and one of the young guys was like, hey, Baturano, I got a hit off of you. And I looked at him and said, hey, I pitched for 21 years, player. A lot of people got a hit right. off of me. Did you score? He was like, no, that's all that matters. Right. What's the big <laughs> that's deal? all that matters. You didn't score. That's who is, it. Who is the person in your 21 years, top top three people that you were like the most intimidated by as far as, far as hitting prowess? Like you were like the, the hardest guys to get off the field. Give me the three. Harold Baines. Okay. Ooh, Harold Baines. Yeah. Yep. Um, your boy, B-Dub, Bernie Williams. Okay. Oh. Bernie killed me. And... Who else? Barry Barnes? No, no I only faced Barry twice. Okay. Um, Did you, you, you played with McGuire against McGuire? Sosa. And do you think it's weird? While you're thinking hmm. of the third one, do you think it's weird that Sammy Sosa went from being a, a, a black Latino to a, 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 a looks like my, he looks like my uncle? Yeah. What kind of cream he using? Yeah, did you ever see that coming? That's a I ambient. played with him in 2004 when I was with the Cubs. And he was and still black. Yeah, he was thing. black. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, he was still black at the time. You seen but the cream he had? He was off the he was off the juice, so he looked like a little kid. I'm like, all those home runs he was hitting the year before, and he was hopping. Yeah. And 2004, he's hitting those balls. He was like hopping, catching them at the warning wow. track, and I'm like, hmm. But but did you know? Like, was was there? Did you notice any creams or lotions, Ambie. special ointments that he was using? Yeah. You know what? I think he was a Noxzema guy. See. <laughs> See? <laughs> He was a lot of Noxzema. I mean, he's wild for the night. He's white now. He's white. He's not white like me white. He's like white like the color white. Yeah. Chalk. Right. (laughs) Chalk. (laughs) Woo! Yes. We're live at the happy hour. East Coast pale look. Okay, I got it. Listen, Hawk, this is going to be, in all your 20 years, 25 years of being in baseball, this is going to be the interview where you get to say anything that you want to say. Yeah. Okay, because you're in here. I don't know if you're familiar with the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. We, we, you, I, I saw you noticing the rings. Yeah. You saw rings the rings. Dope. Yeah. The rings are dope. And we didn't just get the rings at a, at a, at a five and dime. Yeah. We, we won the chip. Were you we guys the only chip. one in the, in the contest? No. Or? No, the world. No, no, the whole world. The whole world. Yeah. <laughs> podcast rings. Nice. All right, so give me your third hitter. You didn't give me, give me, give me one more. Third hitter. Jeez. Man, you said I Baines, just, you said Bernie. Baines, Bernie, and Frank Thomas. Okay. Mm. Frank Thomas. The big hurt. The big hurt. The big hurt. We mm-hmm. call him the big skirt. <laughs> We're in the same division. Mm-hmm. We call him the big skirt. Okay. Wow. All right, Hawk. It was a pleasure. Gun to your head. Right now, if you had to say who's going to win the World Series, right now, based on all the things you know, all the injury-free teams right now, 
Who would you say right now? What's your prediction? Or who Royals. do you think is going to be in the Royals? I'm to go with the Royals again. Okay. The Royals are good. Okay. They're really good. Wow. All right. If they can stay away from major injuries like they did last year, I don't see. I know a lot of teams upgraded. The uh, Red Sox, Yankees got better. Troy got better. Mets? I just don't know if Cespedes is the, the key. I just don't, that dude, yeah. I don't know. You don't know if he's Cespedes. that, if he's that know. dude. Yeah. I don't know if he can stay focused for 162-game-plus season. I don't know. Is, is he the one who's showing up to the to – yeah. In the different cars? Yeah. He'll be the same one in 15 years. He'll be asking you for $20. Yeah. <laughs> That's an indicator. Hey, Mike, can I get $20? Yeah. You know that, ho- that horse I rode in the spring training and he died. Yeah, the, the horse died. He's sitting on the side of the road with that car you saw me come in. And- <laughs> no, I hit him in the car. <laughs> he brought a pig, too. Hey, what do you mean? He brought a pig? He to- bought a pig at the state fair? Or yeah, I think it was like 70 grand for that pig. Yeah, he- to eat it? Yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's going to wish he never no, did none of that. He has way too much money. Yeah. Uh, well, well, before I let you go, one thing I want to ask, speaking of pigs. <laughs> You were a vegan one year. Now, I'm fascinated by yeah. this athletes. Now, I could see that working. Like, what was your – because I, I interviewed Arian Foster, and he explored uh, veganism and vegetarianism uh, a, a couple of seasons while he was playing in football. He said it didn't affect him. What made you explore that? Are you still a vegetarian? Are you still a vegan? Did it affect you? Like, talk to me about that experience. In 2012, when I was playing in, in uh, Anaheim, in spring training, we had a clubhouse guy who was a, who was a vegan. Oh, who? Oh, I can't think of his name now. Shane. Uh, oh, a clubhouse Shane guy. Okay. Clubhouse guy. Okay. He, worked, he worked for the Angels, and he told me about it. And, you know, I got my blood report back from our physical, annual physicals we take in February. And my cholesterol was like 170, and my bad cholesterol was 98. And, it was, and I started reading the book Food Revolution. Uh-huh. And then I read the, read the China report. Started, you know, getting brainwashed by that stuff and... It's like, I'm playing in California, perfect place to try to, you know, do this whole vegan thing because, you know, if you're going to be vegan, California is the place to I do agree. it. I agree. I know what you mean. It took me about two and a half weeks to get, to get used to eating some of the, the, the vegetable protein right. and, and, you know, the brown rice and, right. and eating ca- avocados every day. Right. And, you know, once I started doing it, it came easy. And I was like, how am I going to figure this out to eat it on the road? That's so the I would hard call. Thing. I would call the clubhouse guys, the head clubhouse managers on the road, and tell them that I was eating vegan, and they would have special food already for me. So once I figured that out, that made it completely easy. Mm. So I did it from March the 1st until Thanksgiving of that year. My Mm -hmm. family and I were in in Paris, and I ended up eating some turkey in Paris. But how it affected me, I was at 220. I got down to 195. I was. Did you like that, mm. or, or like were you like, yo, this is I, dope? I had great. I had great energy. My fastball still was the same, mm-hmm. but I had lost so much weight that my buddy Jason Isenhausen, he talked about me so bad. He went and he went and told the clubhouse guy to replace my uniform with a smaller uniform. <laughs> it was getting too big. Damn. It was getting too big. Wow. He said I was swimming in the uniform. So but you, I felt great. You right. felt good. So I felt great. So now what do you do? You split the difference. You know what? I no no red meat. I don't eat any red meat. I eat, I eat chicken and, and seafood, and you know I try to try to eat as healthy as possible. Thank you very much, Troy, the Hawk, the Hawk. Yes, thanks, guys. The Iron Rapport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses. Both me and G Monetti have been sleeping on Casper Mattresses for months. 
Casper is an award-winning sleep startup that launched with outrageously comfortable mattresses sold directly to the consumers. All right, the Casper mattress is singular design, universally comfortable, available in all standard sizes, and backed by a 10-year warranty. Casper mattresses, free two to five days shipping anywhere in the in the United States and in Canada. In New York City, you can get your fucking mattress the same day. $50 off the promo code when you punch in Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. $50 off your first mattress. Okay, go to Casper Mattresses, Casper.com. This is the Iron Rappaport Podcast, and we out. <laughs>